0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective. 2020 on Vision.
1: Hello Lyle, welcome along to 2020. Yeah, thanks
0: a lot Neil, great to be with you again.
1: Well Lyle, uh, the election campaign's been going now over a week. Do you have some general impressions about how things are going uh, one way
0: or another? Uh, yeah I think um any of us who have been watching this uh first week of the campaign are thinking uh not another uh four or five weeks of this <laughs> this is uh one of the longest uh campaigns uh, ever it's it's well it's it's actually another seven weeks of this I should say Neil and um I think we're we're wondering um perhaps where's where's the vision and inspiration for our nation. Um and uh it seems to be, you know, campaigning as, as normal, you know, so, some money for kids to learn to swim, uh, you know, some money from the, the government for uh Medicare funding of pathology. Now all of these things are worthy initiatives but It seems like modern elections are just a grab bag of of, uh, announceables of of particular little policies designed to attract votes. And uh, I don't know that that uh, quite inspires anyone uh, about uh, the vision for Australia and where the nation is heading.
1: As you say, a lot of little policy type things, and and perhaps they're not little policies at all, perhaps they are quite important, but they don't appear to be the sort of inspiring things that we'll expect perhaps in the weeks ahead. Uh, Something important, though, drawing attention to, Lyle, uh, the Daily Telegraph has reported on a poll uh, that Malcolm Turnbull has this sort of eastern suburbs label and uh, apparently hurting him in western sydney the idea that uh, he's from the eastern suburbs uh, the wealthier side of town the the western suburbs there's some form of disconnect uh, from memory the western suburbs is one of those crucial areas in the whole nation Uh, that either side of politics needs to actually win to actually uh, make an impact on the election. Uh, Your thoughts on whether there's a disconnect there with Malcolm Turnbull in the western suburbs?
0: Well, certainly Malcolm Turnbull can't help uh, from where he's come from. Uh, He is part Um, of that eastern suburbs uh, area. That's where he's grown up, that's where he's lived uh, his life and and there's no problem with that and he's done well in life, he's been a high achiever, he's made lots of money and uh, that's not a bad thing. And uh, I think it would be a shame if we... uh, played into some sort of class warfare or politics of envy in all of this. And, um, uh, you know, I I think we need to guard against that as Australians. Uh, There's no doubt that Western Sydney is a key battleground in the election, and it has been for the last several elections. Uh, More than a million people live in Western Sydney. Um, It's it's a very aspirational part of Australia. Uh, It contains a lot of people who are uh, on or below the poverty line as well. Um, And uh, it contains a lot of ethnic uh, uh, minorities as well who, who um, are quite substantial I suppose i call them minorities but in some parts of Western Sydney they are the majority and of course there are a lot of marginal seats so politics is very focused on Western Sydney because that's where many of the key battleground seats are so having this poll and this perception that Malcolm Turnbull might be out of touch with the West is obviously damaging for uh, him and for the Liberal National Party campaign.
1: So the idea of resisting the idea that there might be a class distinction, uh, resist the idea of the promotion of a class war, and that would appear uh, the way that Bill Shorten might like to uh, characterise uh, the uh, the election campaign. Uh, this issue of, of class, I mean, I guess uh, it, it is something that we have to be aware of. I mean, it does sort of ring a bell for some of us, doesn't it? When we start to talk about uh, who's wealthy and, uh, and uh, you know, the worker, uh, these. Sorts of things, I guess, something to be concerned about uh, but thoughtful over.
0: It is, Neil. I mean, it's human nature for us to uh, look at uh, what other people have got and, and think, "Well, I would like that too." And, and that, that's, you know, the issue at its at its most base form. Now, as Christians, we shouldn't covet, and uh, we should be able to rejoice in the success of others. So, I certainly hope we don't see um, envy, you know, come into the election campaign. Um, I think it's great that we've got a prime minister who has uh, been successful in in life and in business. Um, uh, but but similarly, you know, Bill Shorten has been successful in his uh, career as well, involved in the, the trade union movement. So, you know, there are different metrics or measures of success, um, and we certain, certainly shouldn't fall into um, the politics of envy. And I, I really hope we can keep that out of the campaign. Let me ask you, Lyle, about some of the issues.
1: I mean, and we've talked about this before. No doubt we'll be talking about it in the lead up to the election because uh, it hasn't rated highly on the Uh, radar over this past week, people talking about the marriage issue. And uh, as I often say on this program, that marriage is uh, the biggest issue that the nation's facing this year. And some uh, some, uh, commentators, of course, are saying, well, it even sort of uh, shadows the election in importance. But uh, there is this promise of a plebiscite uh, beyond the election. And uh, the idea of that, of course, is to try and keep the emotive nature of this uh, issue out of the election campaign. Uh, I, I understand that uh, the Australian Christian lobby very concerned to actually keep this issue alive during the election campaign.
0: Yes, we are, Neil. It's uh, very important. I think um, it is the biggest issue that's facing our nation at the moment. And, and I think if you look at the, the first week of the election campaign, um, it, it's been pretty mild. You know, as I said earlier, there doesn't seem to be much vision. It's, it's very, um, it's boring almost. Uh, but uh, we have this issue of marriage bubbling away. And we've got one side of politics, uh, the Labor Party, saying that if they are elected, they will uh, uh, scrap the plebiscite or people's vote on marriage and they will legislate a new definition of marriage within 100 days. Uh, If uh, the coalition win government, of course um, there'll be a a plebiscite held as soon as practical after the election so that the people can decide this issue and uh, as you and I have discussed before, so much flows from this. And, and I, I think this is the real choice that's facing the nation at the election. What is going to be the future of marriage and family, uh, it very much hangs in the balance. And uh, of course, we've got, uh, unfortunately, you know, Bill Shorten supporting safe schools as well. Um, if, if a new definition of marriage is legislated, um, the safe schools agenda will continue to, to gather strength and force. And uh, we'll, be, um, we'll be seeing the situation where child, more and more children are being taught that their gender is not uh, their biological gender, but it's fluid and um, confusing children all over the nation uh, because of this uh, ideological agenda that, that flows uh, from the whole same-sex marriage debate. So this is crucial. The choice we have to make is, is um, very, very important, and uh, I would urge everyone to be focusing on it. Uh, we don't tell people who to vote for. That's not our role at ACL. But we certainly make no apology for saying these are the policies that the parties and the leaders are standing for and uh, these are the consequences of those and, and that we should all make an informed choice. And this is the stark choice that we have at this election.
1: Uh, Lyle, I would be thinking that there could be just some concern over whether uh, there's sort of a, a cut through and that the general populace around the nation actually understands this connection between uh, the fluidity of gender and what's taught in that Safe Schools Coalition program, the connection between that and this whole marriage debate. And I think On Vision and regular listeners to this program no doubt have heard us talk about this sort of thing and, and heard a lot of conversations with regard to gender, with regard to the marriage issue. I wonder why, whether, though, where there's been a a real sort of cut through into the general populace around Australia. What are your feelings?
0: I think it's it, it. There has been some cut through, Neil, but I think it's yet to fully uh, resonate. Uh, I, I was speaking at a men's conference on the weekend uh, at at my own church here in Canberra, and uh, many of the men there know me and know the work that I do. But uh, when I had the opportunity to talk about it on stage, um, a lot of people were very shocked that they they hadn't quite clicked that um, safe schools means allowing uh, boys who are identifying as girls. To be in the girls toilets uh, at school you know with with, with young girls this is um, what 's pushed and promoted through safe schools and of course it ties in with the marriage debate because mar- the, the same sex marriage debate is all about taking gender out of marriage and making marriage a genderless institution which of course impacts on children because they miss out on a mum and a dad but it it creates this idea that gender is unimportant anymore and uh, that it's fluid and of course this flows through the safe schools ideology which uh, unfortunately uh, and I say this I I really mean it I I really hope Labor can disavow itself of this rainbow politics but uh, Bill Shorten has committed to safe schools he's committed to same-sex marriage committed to the deconstruction of gender in life and of course that's incredibly confusing to young children who, who through safe schools were then encouraged uh, to do things like um, to, you know, to, to alter their bodies in ways uh, to try and help them uh, identify with uh, a gender that they think they might be in their mind and this is very, very dangerous and, and, and should be troubling for any parent.
1: A difficult time for Labor ahead and uh, to talk uh, along the lines of what you just mentioned, you hope that Bill Shorten can somehow or other uh, distance or disavow himself from some of the ways that uh, the Labor Party is now so committed, is so committed to the rainbow politics that it's very, very difficult uh, for anybody who supports Labor to have any sort of alternative opinion. And in fact, as I understand it from next year, they won't be allowed to have any alternative opinion. So actually going this far left, I, I suspect that there, there would be something that can happen in an election where there is a re-evaluation of of where uh, party policy sits, that somehow or other uh, there might be a movement a little bit more towards the centre.
0: Exactly. And, And I think we've, got to see labor come back to the center on social policy and unfortunately uh, one of the only languages that that anyone in politics knows is electoral pain and uh, if if we can demonstrate at this election that uh, these are unpopular policies uh, that that we understand that um, there's a clear choice uh, there, there's either a say on marriage or there's or the, or marriage is let or gay marriage is legislated in 100 days and safe schools is funded as bill shorten has promised to do uh, if we don't vote um, with those choices in mind, uh, then it's going to be very hard to, to pull uh, Labor back. So I would encourage people to send a strong message at the polling booth to look for candidates who are clear on where they stand on these uh, basic issues of marriage and family and, and children's gender. I mean, children shouldn't be um, sent these confusing messages and uh, we have to uh, send our politicians a clear message at the ballot box uh, so that we can ensure that our children uh, are not... Um, are not harmed in the future by these dangerous ideologies.
1: Uh, Lyle, stay on the line. I had a call coming through, and uh, we don't always take listener calls in a short segment, but uh, let's take a call from Shelby in Sunnybank in Queensland. Hello, Shelby. Welcome along to 2020.
2: Hello, Neil. Uh, yes, buddy, um, I really do appreciate your show, Neil, and the people that you bring on, especially Lyle. Um, but um, on the weekend, I... Uh, and um, I, uh, I had the banners out for Vision Radio and the word of today um, um, to the Men's Fellowship at the Redeemer. Um, and um, most of these guys, it was it was really enlightening to realize that most of these guys were very much in line with what the Bible says, what the Word says. Sodom um, and Gomorrah was destroyed because of all the sin, the adulterers, the liars, the homosexuality, and... and um, all, all that type of thing, and when I get Christians in church saying, "Oh, let's um, let's give them their way," and I'm going, "What are you talking about? Like, it's not me talking. It's what the Scripture says. It's what, what, what God says. It's what the Holy Spirit says to me." I love Shelby, but-
1: some good points in there. Let's hear a thought or two from Lyle on how Christians are shaping for this whole issue of uh, the marriage issue. And uh, as uh, Shelby's saying, even though there is a clear, uh, undoubted uh, perspective biblically about marriage, that somehow or other Christians uh, are uh, are sometimes soft on this issue, Lyle.
0: Yeah, I I think Shelby's um, really touched on something here and I've certainly encountered this in my travels around the nation there is confusion and I don't blame Chris well (laughs) we're all going to take responsibility I suppose but we do live in a culture where there's a lot of confusing messages and as Christians we get confused as well and we're told this is just about the love of two people it doesn't affect anyone else well of course it affects other people because if you take gender out of marriage that means you take gender out of family and it means a kid misses out on a mother or a kid misses out on a father deliberately because of public politics policy, not because of tragedy or desertion. Uh, it means that we teach this ideology in schools. It means we, we uh, change the uniform policies in schools, as some schools are already doing in Australia. This is happening. This is not some fantasy um, scare tactic. This is this is real. It's happening now where uh, say schools is being taught in some schools in Australia. Uh, kids are being told that no one can tell you what your gender is. So. We need to wake up as Christians and realise, hang on, there's a lot more to this issue of same-sex marriage than what we've been told through the popular media. We need to start getting ourselves informed and we need to realise that this election is a clear choice because if Bill Shorten and Labor have their way, uh, they will legislate this in 100 days and the debate will be over. and There will be no opportunity for uh, discussion and for working out uh, what the consequences of all this mean.
1: Thank you to Shelby from Sunnybank for that call, and Lyle Shelton, I know you'll have to go, but uh, just appreciate your insights into these things, Uh, the idea of uh, making good decisions, uh, discerning decisions based on uh, the Word of God, the Bible, and uh, as a Christian, not allowing ourselves to be so blown around by the emotional Uh, status of the debate. And I suspect, Lyle, uh, just in closing, that uh, we ought to be expecting that there'll be a lot of emotional issues that will come to the fore of people trying to argue for the same-sex marriage change. Uh, And uh, and I guess we're going to have to be on guard about emotions.
0: Yes, we do very much, Neil. This is a time for all of us to get informed. And and an election uh, presents an opportunity where most of us, you know, start to take a little bit more uh, pay a little bit more attention to politics than we normally do. So this is an opportunity to get informed. And, Neil, if I could encourage people to um, uh, sign a petition, an online petition that we've had running directed at Mr Shorten to to um, allow us to have a say. It's called com, and uh, 20,000 people have already signed the petition they're asking for Mr Shorten uh, not to scrap the plebiscite on marriage if he wins the election. Uh, let me have a say com and I'd encourage uh, your listeners to to go there and to, uh, to sign up to that petition and to to be informed about what is at stake at this election.
1: Letmehaveasay.com. Uh, Lyle Shelton, great getting your insights. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020.
0: Pleasure, Neil. Thanks for having us. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.